This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sports Biz Pod. Today is Friday, July 17th, 2020. And this is the Sports Biz Rundown, where every Friday we give you a very concise breakdown on what happened in the world of sports business, ranging from news stories, um, event updates, career openings, podcast release, and give it to you a very concise breakdown to help you consume what actually happened this week. In addition to this, we also do podcast interviews with athletes, entrepreneurs, investors, and sports entertainment. So thank you for all the the reoccurring listeners and to the new listeners. Uh, Welcome to this podcast. And my name is Nick Hayden. I'm the host, also the founder of Sports Biz Group. We are a creative sports entertainment agency. We put on some amazing events, have some awesome resources, and we do a lot of creative work work with athletes and venture capital firms. So um, along with that, um, we'll just jump right into it and kind of help you give a very concise breakdown on what happened this week. So to start things off, we uh, go, go down various the top six sports biz news stories that we saw. So this, uh, the first two articles are around sports money. First article is coming from Michael Jordan. He has a game-worn collectibles shoe that um, heights nearly two decades ago when uh, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls hung up his laces for good. And the highlights um, of the sale include a pair of 1984 Nike Air sh- um, Airship high-top sneakers that are worn during Jordan's rookie year. Uh, the shoes that are on auction now are expected to fetch between $350,000 and $550,000. Um, this includes his famous mismatched uh, size of uh, 13.5 sh- uh, left shoe and size uh, 13 right shoe. So... Uh, the, the shoes are being auctions on Christie's. Um, the, share was, uh, the share was sourced from a New Jersey Nets equipment manager. Uh, Jordan Air were only worn on the airship in the NBA preseason. So these are really rare shoes, and right now they're being on auction game worn for in that large price range. So, um, you know, this could be, um, you know, helpful with the uh, the last stance that, that really came out um, about, you know, uh, increasing, you know, not like his um, likeness was already at an all-time high, but, you know, people really want a piece of Michael and his memorabilia, and right now you're seeing people are ready to spend and, you know, these types of, you know, souvenirs, and think of this as a commodity, right? Whoever buys this as, you know, for 350000 or $550,000, wherever in that range, they could hold on to that for 10 years and say even another thing happens, right, about Michael Jordan and his his stock value goes up and they might sell it for a million. So think about this as a commodity, but this was reported on by CNBC and uh, very interesting where his shoes like this are, are people are ready to buy that. And, and uh, I'm sure a lot of different his memorabilia, player cards, things like that are also skyrocketing right now. So um you know, we saw a lot of things, especially from companies like StockX, where his sneakers went through the roof really after the last dance. So, this type of uh, documentary it sure 
helped you know with his brand um, even more, and he's already re- he's still relevant. He's the owner of the the Hornets and is an active investor. So um, you know this is an interesting story there, where it's uh, some sports money moves. Another story covering a new baseball VC fund called Turn Two Equity Partners, where they have to the likes of with many uh, current and former general managers in baseball. Um, starting with Dusty Baker, uh, Jim Duquette, Bobby Evans. Uh, we also have John Hagel, who is a, um, a sports executive, and Jared Sims and Peter Stein. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's very awesome to see this kind of group come out to fruition where this had a Forbes article um, got released, and we've been, you know, been working with Turn 2 from the early days of them starting. So it's really cool to see something like this happen where it's a project that we were actively involved with, and now, you know, to see things come together when we were, you know, in their early, in the early days and see it really come to fruition. So this VC firm is really trying to change the model from ownership um, rather than sponsorship. So getting a lot of baseball players to invest into this fund, which will then amplify their reach through various media initiatives and through e-commerce and through other um, aspects of, of helping make youth baseball more accessible. So this is a you know new fund that they just kind of uh, put a huge press release out and expect some more articles to come from that. But uh, this is a uh, you know new VC firm called Turn to Equity Partners, and they have some powerhouse team of executives, players, um, entrepreneurs kind of leading the charge. So this is the start of it, but they're just building and, and you know, we're helping out with that as well. So um, stay tuned with that. But that's uh, some breaking news with Sports Money where they'll be you know, actively investing and acquiring companies uh, to really help further the game of baseball. Another uh, story, this, these are kind of relating to toxic cultures and scandals going on in sports. So you know, we, we were kind of mentioning about uh, the Washington Redskins um, and about that last week with uh, them having to change their name. Their corporate sponsors pulled out. Um, it looks like a lot of the minority owners uh, of the team wanted to get out. Um, and, and uh, you know, now this week, even more uh, breaking issues are coming from them, which uh, relates to sexual harassment going on in the workplace with senior leaders within uh, the, the owner's inner circle and um, player personnel where, um, you know, as early as 2006, I believe, is when some of these incidents were arise. Uh, but we just saw a really big article put out by the Washington Post, which really details a lot of the issues facing. And uh, this is just a, uh, a a problem that the organization was facing for a while. Uh, but, you know, in, in the wake of the Me Too movement, a lot of these voices were, were suppressed. But now it's coming to light and you know, right now there's really an ultimatum of change or, you know, it's going to be going out of business. So uh, it takes a lot of courage. And, you know, there were most of the um, the, the ladies that were uh, involved with this, they say to Namas, there was one person that was um, able to put their name forward, Emily um, Applegate, which uh, had the for, uh, the Washington Post article written about, um, giving a really detailed um, overview of what happened. So this is another really difficult issue can't really call them the washington redskins anymore or the washington whatever team they're trying to rebrand themselves as they're facing a lot of issues um and we, we we're not really sure exactly what this will look like perhaps the team owner is gonna really get pressured to sell the team um obviously major changes from the name to the structure to the hr to all these other things happen uh, will have to be effective immediately so we're gonna be following this um this is kind of another um, 
issue stacked on top of a you know a ginormous stack of issues that they're they're having to face. So we'll we'll cover that um, continuously whenever you know more stories break around that. But um, you know it has been kind of a, a long um, history of of sports, especially from the team side, uh, being very exclusive um, and not very inclusive, and and kind of this. Um, this, this, this culture that is changing and, and with, with my generation as well, we're seeing a lot of change, but this is kind of an old school mentality that, that is not going to be able to fly anymore. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep that, um, you updated with that. Another kind of, uh, scandalous type of story is coming with CrossFit where the founder, Greg Glassman, he resigned, uh, about a month ago when he made some remarks, uh, joking about, uh, the Black Lives Matter and the, the George Floyd killing on Twitter, which, um, ousted him from that spot and kind of enraged a lot of people, um, so uh, in, in three weeks since this happened, so it was a month ago, um, the office of that happened. Um, let's see, what the, the first ownership change. So that's what's going on right now. The athletes are unified, aiming for a seat at the table when it comes to the future of the sport. So right now, um, a lot of people are, um, this is from what we saw, is a lot of the owners in the gyms were, were kind of disassociating. A lot of the athletes were disassociating so the kind of sport lost its swagger lost its um community so now right now it's you know figure out a way to kind of bring the team and start a new ownership group is what it looks like and this is reported by axios um so this is a very complex issue where a lot of you know it's a big money maker um for, for this kind of new sport but a lot of sponsors are dropping out um so now a, a, for, a formation of a union um you know, has started and, and they're looking to kind of change the culture and change how things are going. So we'll follow along this as well, but this is kind of some changes um, going on with, within the world of CrossFit. Um, moving on to uh, COVID-related uh, topics, um, you know, it is a huge, severe, um, you know, health risk for players that are playing uh, in the wake of COVID and some are willing to take that risk. Some have family, some already have um, underlying health issues. Um, so this is coming from a story where WNBA star um, Ella um, Ella uh, Del Deladon, excuse me, Ella Deladon. She uh, actually has some um, existing health exer- uh, concerns, and um, right now the WNBA was not permitting her um, her excuse as having that underlying health issue. Where if she gets coronavirus, it could be very you know dangerous to her. Um, but they did not classify that as a admittable excuse um, because uh, you know, various reasons, which means that if she were to sit the season out for health issue that, that that's part of her health, they would not um, grant that, meaning she would not get a paycheck. So this is a big controversy as well coming up where um, she has Lyme disease and, uh, and it's not included in the uh, CDC uh, and pre- prevention list of underlying conditions that could put someone at risk. So we'll see how they adjust with that. But that's kind of a difficult situation where, you know, if they're essentially forcing her to play um, and then she's worried about getting a, a sickness and that could affect her. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see as once more sports are coming back, um, how players will, you know, how players will combat from that. You already saw a lot of players say they're not sitting out, but the WNBA, um, there's a little bit of uh, pushback right now as, as their season should be starting soon. So, um, another kind of COVID top topic is the NCAA Sports Science Institute's um, this week released extended guidelines to help schools continue to navigate return to fall amidst this pandemic, including testing results within 72 hours of competition um, within high contact risk sports. 
So they're, you know, there's, they're trying to provide some, you know, blueprint, um, college sports is even going to be more logistically, uh, difficult with, with student athletes and not having fans. So, um, we'll kind of follow that, but you know, they're putting out different guidelines and helping guide through, through, you know, schools through this, um, this topic right here. So, um, moving on to, uh, the sports Biz pod, um, other episodes, we just released another episode this week with Zach Sparble and Carl Bostic. Zach is a football coach for Virginia Tech, and Carl Bostic is a brand strategist for NFL athletes. So we were talking about various COVID-related issues, social justice-related issues, how we kind of get through that. So go give that a listen. Uh, right now, I'll kind of move on to the next segment of Sports Biz Events. We'll, we'll break down very concisely an updated calendar Starting with the MLS, they returned last week, July 8th. MLB is set to return next week, July 24th. Uh, this next week as well, safe and sound, there's a driving concert series in the Hamptons on July 25th. Uh, WNBA is set to return on July 25th. NBA, July 30th. World Tennis Association, August 3rd return. PGA Championship rescheduled August 6th through 9th. Champions League is August 12th through 23rd. FedEx Cup playoffs, August 13th to September 7th, Indy 500, August 23rd, Kentucky Derby, September 5th. And as of right now for college football, NFL, um, they don't have any changes. They're set to return within the first week, uh, first few weeks of September. Preakness Stakes is set to happen October 3rd. Masters Golf Tournament is set to happen on November 12th through 15th. So that's kind of updated calendar. We're going to provide some more updates uh, to our, our existing calendar that will hopefully give you some better resources with the updated events as things have changed. Um, and then to wrap all things up, we're, we curate the top sports six career openings happening. So starting with Roundhill Investments, looking for an associate entry level, another entry level. DraftKings is looking for a growth marketing associate within their creative operations team. Mid-level jobs, BSE Global is looking for a manager of premium hospital, uh, hospitality sa- sales. And then USOPC is looking for an executive assistant. Some senior-level jobs, The Athletic is looking for a people partner. And the LA 2028 uh, committee is looking for a vice president of government relations. So those are the top sports-based career openings that we saw. Again, this is goes out as a weekly newsletter that we put out. Um, I publish this on LinkedIn as well as a email newsletter so if you'd like to see that as well feel free to subscribe on our website um and some other updates you know with the careers we're going to be looking to launch a a career opening uh career placement platform um to really help people guide through this difficult time in the sports industry so without all that being said thank you for all the loyal listeners we're gonna have some really cool things coming up please reach out to me anytime nick.hayden at sportsbizgroup.com um, reach out to us. We'd love to collaborate. If you have ideas to make this podcast better, um, again, we're going to have some more giveaways, some ways to keep you engaged and try to listen to what you guys have to say. So thank you so much. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.